Amen. So we're going to go to the book of Ruth. Book of Ruth, chapter 1. I love the book of Ruth. I've preached from it a number of times, and I'm sure I will again in the future. If God tarries and allows. Four chapters in the book of Ruth. Chapter 1, you find Naomi and her family, Elimelech, her husband, Malon and Chilion. They leave Bethlehem. They leave the house of bread. They go to Moab. Naomi's sons marry Orpah and Ruth. Her husband dies. Her, her sons die. <clears throat> and she leaves and goes back with Ruth. This is chapter 1. Back to Bethlehem. Back to the house of bread. Back to the place they should have been in the first, the first time. But God had a plan. He had a purpose for it all. And she says, call me Myra because, Mara because I, I, I was... I went away full and I came back empty and now I'm bitter. But No, God continued to call her Naomi. In chapter 2, she gleaned handfuls on purpose. Boaz made a connection. said, you don't go anywhere else. You can just stay right here. In chapter 3, from chapter 2 to chapter 3, Naomi tells Ruth, why settle for, the, for a handout when you can have the hand of? Naomi goes down to the threshing floor where Boaz was. It was his threshing floor. It was his harvest. That, that's why he was there protecting it. God always protects what belongs to his, him. Well, she uncovered his feet. I said it a week ago or so, I think. I always wondered about that. And then God gave me the revelation of why. It was in chapter 4. Boaz redeemed Ruth unto himself paid the price and the one that had right to it first as the custom was took his shoe off and gave it to Boaz because Boaz redeemed and the Bible says Boaz redeemed her and all that came with her the Naomi and all the lands the properties and the reason she uncovered his feet was because he didn't have the shoe of redemption. He had to purchase it. And oh, I'm so thankful, like John said. There come one after me whose shoes I'm not worthy to unloose or unlatch. He redeemed us. So the whole book of Ruth is really about redemption. It's the plan of redemption. It's how God loves us. And it's just type and shadows. And <clears throat> I'm thankful that God loved me enough that he would come to a cross and shed his perfect blood. To redeem my soul. How many are glad he, he loves you and thankful he loves you like that? But I want to take a little bit of the story from Ruth chapter 1. And I'll begin reading at verse number 6. And in this setting, Elimelech, the husband, Naomi's husband, has already passed. Her sons have passed. Naomi now wants to return back to Israel, to Bethlehem from whence she came. The Bible says, verse 6, Then she arose with her daughters-in-law, that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited His people in giving them bread. It's been a kind of a theme lately about bread. If you've been here, you, you'll probably catch that. <clears throat> There's bread in the house. If you need bread, you need to get back to the house of God.
I have a word for somebody tonight. I don't know if they're going to be listening in on the podcast or here tonight. I don't know who you are or who this is for, but I have it bold and underlined in my notes right here in the text. I have it because God wants to tell somebody, you can still get to the bread. You, can, you still have a place at the table if you'll just come back home. preached about it last week you can find what you left if you'll go back to where you left it wherefore she sent she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law were with her and they went on their way or the way to return unto the land of judah they departed they left they were on their way and naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law go return each to her mother's house The Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead, my sons, and with me. The Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. And then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters, why will you go after or with me? Why are you going with me? I'm old. My sons are gone. You're two young widows. I have nothing to give to you. The promises that were made, I I don't think I can fulfill. She says, why will you go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb? That they may be your husbands. Turn again, my daughters, go your way. For I am too old to have a husband. And if I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband also tonight and should also bear sons, would you tarry for them till they were grown? Even if I could have children, would you wait that long? Would you stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. It looks like Orpah... Ruth, the promise is dead. The portion, the blessing, what you thought you were going to have when you married ours is gone. It looks like everything is over. gone out against me. They lifted up their voice and wept again and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law. It was a kiss goodbye. She kissed the promise goodbye. But Ruth clave unto her. (laughs) And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back. Naomi's talking to Ruth. Unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people. And thy God, my God, where thou diest, will I die. And there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also. I want what you've had. And I want more of it. And I'm going with you to the place where you got it in the first place. 
I, I wish somebody was awake tonight. I know I'm reading the text, but it's okay to say amen in the middle of a text. I can preach this all by myself, but it will help if you'll help me. Amen. Where thou diest, I'll die. Where you're going to be buried, that's where I'm going to be buried. The Lord do to me, and also, more also, if aught but death part thee and me. When she saw, Naomi saw, that Ruth was steadfastly minded. She had her mind made up. You know, there's something about a lady with a made up mind. We talked about stubbornness a little bit this morning. Hey, when she made up her mind, she made up her mind. Ruth said, I'm, I'm not going back. They had already left. I'm not going back. I'm going forward. Naomi said, or Naomi stopped speaking unto her about the matter. She stopped. I want to preach for a few minutes tonight on this simple thought, a portion of the promise. A portion of the promise. God help me tonight to deliver this, what you've birthed in my spirit. God, what you've imparted to me. And I thank you, Lord, that it came. And I pray that you would help me, anoint me to deliver what you've placed in my heart, my spirit tonight. In Jesus' name, give us ears to hear what thou say at the word of the Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Let the church say amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. You you need to say amen twice as much since we're half in number tonight. Amen. Maybe twice as loud. That helps me also. And also, I preach faster when you preach with me. Amen. Naomi's husband, Elimelech, and her sons, Malon and Chilion, had passed. They both had died, and now you have Naomi all by herself, with, well, with her two daughter-in-laws. And Naomi hears that there is bread again in Israel, that there is bread in Bethlehem, which literally means the house of bread. And Naomi says, I, I'm going to go back where uh, uh, there's, there's food, there's bread on the table. I'm going to go back to where uh, I belong. I'm going to go back to the house of the Lord. And the Bible says in verse 7, Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was, and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went. Everybody say that they went. They went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. They're on their way back to Bethlehem, to Judah, to Israel. And while they're there, or while they're headed in that direction, Naomi has the conversation with Orpah and Ruth. And she puts the ball in their court and says, you need to make a choice. You you can choose to return to the old path. You can choose to go back to your own homes, to where you you were raised. You can go back to your mother's. Uh, You can go back to your old ways, to the things that you know. And and you can go back to to the way it used to be. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to encourage you to go back because that's what you know. You, you've never been to, to where I'm going. You don't understand the culture. You, you, you might even be viewed as outsiders where we're going. But, but if you would like to go, you can go back. I, I don't, you, you don't owe me anything. I'm not, I don't hold anything over you. I want it to be your choice. You can go back and you can return. You know the story, Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. And, and she went back to her own people, and she went back to the way it used to be. 
And she went back to serve the gods that she used to serve. And I was just going to tell somebody, I refuse to go back to the way I used to be. I refuse to go back and worship the gods of this world. I refuse to go back to misery and back to the way it used to be. But I'm moving forward in Christ. I believe there's a new beginning ahead for somebody that wants a portion of the promise. Horpah gives her mother-in-law a kiss goodbye, but the Bible says Ruth clave unto her. She says, where you go, that's where I'm going. What you do, is what, that's what I'm going to do. Your God and your people are going to be my God and my people. You're going back to the promise of bread. You're going back. She knew a little something about it. She, it was, she had been her mother-in-law for a little while. Don't tell me Ruth didn't know anything about the house of bread and about Jerusalem and about the one true mighty God. I believe Orpah and Ruth had some kind of understanding of where they were going and what was waiting for them. Ruth said, I'm going where you're going. I don't need the old ways. I need a new way. It was said already, I want a new beginning. It was said tonight in this service already, a new beginning. She says, uh, I'm I'm going with you. I'm not turning back. Ruth left everything behind to have everything in her future. Come to tell somebody, there's times where you've got to leave some things behind so you can have some things in your future. You, you, You can't have everything in your past and everything in your future. You can have everything in your past or you can have everything in your future. I'm telling you, I think God has some great things in store for us. There's some great things in store for the church. Praise God. Mother, you testified. You said the end of a thing is better than the beginning. I believe our future and what God has in store and and eternity is going to be better than anything we've ever experienced. Praise God. You said recently, don't dwell in your past. There's no future in it. And I had a word last week or two for somebody, I don't know who it was, but you need to get past your past. Paul said in Philippians 3, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize. There's a prize to gain. If I keep pressing, I'm going to win a prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus said in Luke 9, 62, Jesus said, No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. That's exactly why Elisha had to burn the oxen and he he burned up the wood, you burned up the plow and he said, I'm not coming back to this because there is a portion that God has for me. I'm not coming back to this way of life, but I'm moving forward in God. When Elijah had the mantle passed over Elisha. Amen. He, Elisha said, I'm not, I'm not uh, staying here. I'm going wherever you are, and I want a double portion of what you've got. What did Elijah tell him? He said, if you see me when I go, you'll have a double portion. Elisha said, I'm going wherever you go. He did like what Ruth did to Naomi. He said, I'm going to cleave to you. Where you go, that's where I'm going to go. You're going to try to ditch me. You're going to try to lose me, but you ain't going to be able to. I'm going to be on you like a hobo on a ham sandwich. I'm going to stay right there. Wherever you go, that's where I'm going. Amen. When you cross the river, I'm crossing the river. When you take, spend some time in prayer, I'm spending some time in prayer. Somebody say amen. amen. That's why Jesus said, no man, having put his hand to the plow, looking back, 
is fit for the kingdom. Ruth was saying, Mom, there is nothing back there I'm, I'm interested in. I married into this family with a promise. We are the bride of Christ. We married into the family of God with a promise. When it seems like everything is dead, when it seems like there's no hope, there's no, I'm telling you, there's still hope for the, for the family of God. There's still hope for the bride of Christ. Amen. The writer in Hebrews 12 said, Lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Look unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith but we have to finish the race that is set before us not behind Ruth said I don't have any unfinished business back there that's worth going back and taking care of my my race is set before me where you go that's where I'm going to go I'm looking I got to forget those things which are behind I got to go with you you see Ruth married into the promise she refused to let the promise leave her Ruth married into the promise and she refused to let the promise go. Ruth, come on, my son, you married my son, Melon, and, uh, and he's dead. And I, I don't have any more sons. I hate to tell you this, but, but it looks like the prom, your promise is dead. Nope. I don't see it. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know how God's going to bless me, but your God's my God. Your promise is my promise. Your inheritance is my inheritance. Let me fast forward. After Ruth and Boaz got married and they had a son. Do you, who was, who, who, the son was bouncing on whose little knee? On Naomi's little knee. Part of the inheritance, the promise. Naomi wouldn't have, also would, would not have experienced the promise had there not been somebody that was determined to have a portion of the promise. Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee. Don't tell me. Don't make me go back. I've got nothing to return from. I've got nothing to return to. I'm following you. Ruth was determined to have a portion of whatever promise, whatever bread that was back. Oh, man. Whatever bread I can find in the house of bread, that's what I, I'll be satisfied with that. Whatever bread God wants to provide, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be happy therein. I'm going to be glad to take, partake in that. She made up her mind, I'm going to pursue the promise. And then if you want the promise, you're going to have to pursue it. And, and Ruth, Naomi was telling Ruth, you know, honey, you're, uh, your future isn't looking too promising. Yeah, tell me what I don't already know. Ruth, you're... I got no more sons. My sons are dead. I left full, but I, I'm going back empty. I'm. But Naomi, I, I'm going back where you got full in the first place. Ruth made up her mind to pursue the portion promise, even when her future did not look promising. I don't know who this is for tonight, but I want to tell somebody, encourage somebody tonight, don't stop pursuing the promise. Even when the promise isn't looking very promising. You just hold on. You just dig in. You just keep standing for truth. You just keep trusting in the Lord with all your heart. 
lean not to your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge Him and let Him direct thy paths tonight. Ruth said, uh, my future may not be look, look very promising, but, but I have hope and faith. And wherever you go, that's where I'm going to go. Your God's going to be my God. Your people are going to be my people. I refuse to give up on the promise. I'm married to this. I started out, and I'm going to finish. But, but Ruth, you're going to have to pursue. You're going to have to go all the way back to a place you haven't been before. Isn't that amazing? Sometimes to get what God has for you, you've got to step out in faith and go where you haven't gone before. And I feel like God's calling the Apostolic Rock Church in 2022. There are some things God's calling us to, some dimensions that God's calling us to. We're going to have, have to step out from where we've been. And walk in faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. I don't always see the promise, but I'm still holding on to the portion that God has for me. Somebody shout amen and give him praise. I've heard it said, you'll never possess what you are unwilling to pursue. 2 Peter 1 and 4, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. We have a lot of promises from the Lord, but promises are not self-fulfilling. You have to pursue after them. We know that the promises of God, 2 Corinthians 1 and 20, are yea in Him, are yea and in Him, amen. When God makes a promise, He'll always stand by His promise, but you have to pursue after it. Praise God. Reminds me of the story of Joshua and Caleb, and they were the only two spies that came back the first time and said, we are well able. We are well able to pursue. Why? We, we, we want a portion of the promised land, and and the other spy says, no, we can't, and lack of faith, and we're grasshoppers, and all that. And, and they died in the wilderness, but you find 40 years later, after, 40 years after, Caleb said, he stilled the people, and he said, we can do it, we are well able. And they said, no, we can't, and so they wander in the wilderness, and they weren't willing to pursue the promise. But Caleb had something in his heart that said, I want a portion of the promise. And you find in, in Joshua chapter 14, he said, Caleb speaking, he says, I am this day fourscore and five. He was 85 years old. And he said, as yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now. Maybe not physically, but spiritually and mentally. He was, I'm just as determined as I ever was. I'm pursuing the promise as much I'm pursuing revival in 2022 as much or even more than I ever have. He said for war, both to go out and to come in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain. The same passage, Joshua blessed Caleb and gave unto Caleb the son of Jephunneh Hebron for an inheritance. Hebron was the form, formerly the home of Abraham himself. Caleb received the promise, a portion of the promised land, but not just any portion. Hebron was a blessed portion. It was a well sought after portion. It was the place that Abraham had called home. And the reason he got the portion that he so desired was because he never stopped pursuing the promise. What I share with Brother Josh briefly this morning, what I'm going to share with you tonight, 
the difference, I, I, I think I find, found the, the difference between Orpah and Ruth. Orpah returned to her past. Orpah, Orpah returned to what she knew. But Ruth clave to the promise. Even when it looked like the promise was gone, the promise was dead, she held on. She, she, she wouldn't give up on the promise. She was still a, a pretty young lady. She, 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 was, she was obviously an attractive lady because, you know, you find in chapter 2 of Ruth that Boaz was out there and she's out there gleaning and picking up the leftovers. He's like, hey! I'm paraphrasing. She caught the attention of Boaz. Had she given up on the promise, she never would have even met Boaz. But here's the difference between (laughs) Orpah and Ruth. Ruth was not willing to give up on the promise. And she saw redemption in her future. The difference between... I, I, I was shouting, off, shouting about this all last night and all afternoon. and I hope you, this does for you what it's doing for me. But the difference between Orpah and Ruth was Ruth <laughs> held on to the promise. And she had a Jesus in her future. Let, let me back up. She had a redeemer named Boaz in her future. Because she refused, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. She refused to give up on the promise. Naomi said, you just go on back. I don't think it's not looking good. Your promise isn't looking very promising. No, 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 no. I've heard stories about your God, the one true God. And when it looks like my promise of of happy ever after has gone away, I'm just going to keep on holding on to the promise. And as long as I keep on holding, I've got a Redeemer. I've got a Redeemer. I've got a Redeemer in my future. Somebody give me praise. She had a Boaz. She had a Redeemer in her future. She had a great-grandson that would become King David in her future. She had the Messiah, God Almighty, robed in the flesh. His name is Jesus in her future. Why? She refused to give up on the promise. Ruth had Jesus in her future. She was willing to forget those things which are behind. We just say about it. See the bright light shine. It's just about home time. I can see my father standing at the door. What am I doing? I'm not giving up on the promise. Why? Because I've got King Jesus in my future. I've got eternity with Jesus Christ in my future. I thought somebody would be standing to their feet and giving God some praise right about now. I've got Jesus in my future. I've got the King of kings and Lord of lords reigning with me and me with him 
forever and ever and ever in my future. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Look at somebody and tell them, I've got Jesus in my present and my future. And I've come to tell somebody tonight, and I'm closing, musicians come. Told you I wouldn't preach long tonight. But I've just come to share somebody's with good news for somebody. Your future is looking promising. <laughs> I'm telling you, your future looks really promising. Say, I don't, I'm going through this, and I'm going through that, and I've had family this, and I've got family that. Yeah, but your future is looking promising. Don't give up on the portion of the promise that God has for you. Don't give up. Don't let go. Don't let go. Don't let go. Don't quit too soon. Don't quit too soon. Don't quit at all. Just keep on holding on. When you've done all the stand, stand. Just keep holding on to the promise. Colossians 1 and 12, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us Meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. And hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. In whom we have redemption through his blood. Even the forgiveness of sins. The entire book of Ruth is about redemption. Because Ruth said I'm determined to get a portion I don't know how much bread I'm going to get, but I'm going to get me some bread at, at the house of bread. I don't, I don't know what God your God has planned for me, but I, I'm not going back to the old things, my old ways. I'm not worshiping the gods of this world. I'm coming with you. Naomi, you've taught me too much, to, and I'm not turning back. I've, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm pursuing my promise. I'm pursuing the inheritance that God has for me. But, but, but Ruth, looks like the promise is dead. Looks like, it looks like, can I just tell somebody? Looks like maybe you thought, maybe you thought your, 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 uh, your gift was dead. Maybe you thought that the anointing was gone. Maybe you, maybe you thought, well, that's what Samson thought too. But his hair grew back and even without eyes. And even though the anointing came back on him. Maybe you thought, well, my ministry's dead. My, my, my ministry, I've... You just keep holding on to the portion of the promise. But I've, I've failed. I've made mistakes. Welcome to team humanity. Just man follows seven times, but riseth up. I don't know who this is for here tonight, or maybe they're all out online, wherever you are. I just want to tell somebody and encourage you, hey, don't give up on the promise. But pastor, it looks like the promise is dead. It looks like, looks like I have no hope. You just cleave. And if you keep cleaving to the things of God, the promises of God, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, redemption is coming. Your Redeemer draweth nigh. I said your Redeemer draweth nigh. The promise is coming. 1 Peter 1, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again into a lively hope. I'm glad I've got hope tonight. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Let's stand together. To an inheritance. To an inheritance. Everybody say inheritance. Incorruptible. (laughs) Undefiled. And that fadeth not away is reserved in heaven for you.
There is a portion of the promise that God has reserved with my name on it in glory. Man, that is so encouraging to me. Yes, amen. To an inheritance, I'm going to read it again, incorruptible and undefiled, fades not away, reserved in heaven for you. There is a portion of the promise. There is a portion of heaven that God has prepared just for us. If, if we will pursue after the promise. What did he say to his disciples in Luke 13? He said, strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. But you got to strive. you got to pursue. Say, well, the road looks too hard. Mountains too high, the road's too hot. I don't know. Uh, it just, man, I, matter of fact, I can't even see the promise. It feels like all I see is all the darkness that's closing in around me. You gotta strive and press through it. Anything worth having is worth pursuing after. First John 2, he said, and this is the promise that he hath promised us, even eternal life. God has eternal life. He's promised eternal life for his church. David said it in the Old Testament and Paul references it in the New Testament. One thing have I desired and that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. See, that's the mindset Ruth had. I'm going back to the house of bread. Naomi, there's only one thing I want and that's to be in the house of God. And because she wanted to be in the house of bread, she wanted to go back to the promised land. Even though she had only heard about it, she hadn't even seen it. I haven't seen heaven, but I have heard about it. I've I've actually found, I read a lot about it. It's in a really good book. It's called The Bible. That's where I get my my messages from, too. I said, man, that's a great thought. Where'd you get that? In a really good book. Oh, really? Where? It's called The Bible. Paul said, I press toward the mark. I pursue toward the mark for the prize. 2 Timothy chapter 2, and I'll I'll, I'll close with this. Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. There are things we will have to endure, but we shall reap if we faint not. Mom, Mom, We get to reap a portion of the promise if we faint not. Brother Piercy, as long as we keep on living for God, there's a portion in glory with our names on it. And we're going to reap it as long as we faint not. We're going to keep on pursuing. I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. I don't know how I'm going to make it through that. I don't know. Keep your eyes on the prize. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. Why? Because there is a portion of the promise with my name on it. And if you are here tonight and you want to experience the inheritance, you want to receive the inheritance and one day hear Jesus Christ look at you in the eye and say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I just want to encourage you. You just keep on pursuing the promise even when it doesn't look promising. Even when people ridicule and come against you and 
you just keep on pursuing the promise. Can you believe that guy, Michael Mullings? Who does he think he is? Look at him out there. He's working and trying to help with the church, trying to pastor a church. Who does he think? He, you know, I ain't got time for all that stuff. I, noise. I'm pursuing the promise. I'm pursuing the portion of the promise that God has for me. It may take a little while. Caleb was 85. He had to wait over 40 years, but he said, give me my mountain. And then he got his mountain. And his mountain that he got was not just for him. You ready? But it was for his children and their children. I'm telling you, the portion, the promise that we have, that we have promised unto us is worth the fight. It's worth holding on to. I wonder if anybody here tonight play, sing, whatever. I don't know if anybody would just say, I'm going to hold on to the promise. I'm going to cleave to it. I'm going to keep holding on. There's a portion in heaven with my name on it. And I just want, if you're willing to, I don't know who this is for tonight, but I want to tell you tonight, the promise, well, it's probably for all of us, but, but the promises are, of God are yea and amen. There's a promise. There's a, there's a portion of the promise that God has just for you. But I want you're going to have to step out of your aisle and come up and say, God, I'm going to cleave. I'm going to hold on to the promise. I don't care. I'm going to forget those things which are behind. I know I've made mistakes. I know I've been to Moab, but I'm coming back to the house of bread. I'm coming back and I'm holding on to the promise. Because why? I, there's a redeemer in my future. There's redemption in my future. There's a redeemer. There's a, there's a, there's a Jesus Christ that's waiting for me in the promised land. I'd invite everybody to come, find a place to pray. Just have a little talk, just you and the Lord. If you want the promise, you're going to have to say, God, I want to pursue. I will pursue. No matter what comes my way, I'm pursuing the portion that you have set for me.